a reading from the book of Job. Job spoke, saying, Is not, is not man's life on earth a drudgery? Are not his days those of hirelings? He is a slave who longs for the shade, a hireling who waits for his wages. So I have been assigned months of misery, and troubled nights have been allotted to me. If in bed I say, When shall I arise? Then the night drags on. I am filled with restlessness until the dawn. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle. They come to an end without hope. Remember that my life is like the wind. I shall not see happiness again. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. Praise the Lord for he is good. Sing praise to our God for he is gracious. It is fitting to praise him. The Lord rebuilds Jerusalem. The dispersed of Israel he gathers. Praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He tells the number of the stars. He calls each by name. Praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. To his wisdom there is no limit. The Lord sustains the lowly, the wicked he casts to the ground. Praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, if I preach the gospel, this is no reason for me to boast, for an obligation has been imposed on me, and woe to me if I do not preach it. If I do so willingly, I have a recompense, but if unwillingly, then I have been entrusted with a stewardship. What then is my recompense? That when I preach, I offer the gospel free of charge, so as to not make full use of my right in the gospel. Although I am free in regard to all, I have made myself a slave to all, so as to win over as many as possible. To the weak I became weak to win over the weak. I have become all things to all, to save at least some. All this I do for the sake of the gospel, so that I too may have a share in it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she weighed on them. When it was evening after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go on to the nearby villages, that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. So he went into the synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we've been reading continuously from the Gospel of Mark. Last week, this week, and next week, you could see three different types of miracles occurring. or We can categorize them in a way. Last week, if you remember, that was the man in the synagogue, the demoniac. So Jesus sort of goes after him. This, today's Gospel, others bring others to Jesus. So there's the sense of intercession. Uh, you look closely at the text. Uh, Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. So Jesus doesn't go searching for the mother-in-law, but they bring the mother-in-law to Jesus, or they tell him about her. And then 
When it was evening after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. So again, Jesus doesn't go searching for these people here. They're brought to, to the house of Peter by presumably the apostles, which is kind of cool. So the apostles, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, bring the mother-in-law to Jesus. And then they go out to the town later that day and they start telling people, hey, Jesus is here. He can cure you. So in the first, last week, Jesus goes after, second week, intercession, and then next week, we're reading about the leper. The leper goes to Jesus on his own. He approaches Jesus and says, Lord, if you wish, you can make me clean. So focusing on, on today, now, intercession is, is the, the theme. People are in need of the presence of Jesus in their life. It's up to us. It's up to us to pray for them, to bring them to Jesus. We don't have to do this by necessarily preaching at them, telling them, go to Jesus. But again, when we pray on our own, bring them in our heart to our Lord. Now, let's use Job here as, as uh, a model of, you know, kind of what to do, what not to do. Uh, Job's kind of interesting. Uh, just a real recap on the, on the or synopsis of the, of the book of Job, if you're not familiar with it. So Job, many believe, is actually the grandson of Esau. Esau was, was the son of Isaac. Esau and Jacob were brothers. Um, so the, the lineage goes Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Those are the three patriarchs. Jacob, his brother, was Esau. Now Esau should have been the, the next patriarch. They're twins, but Esau is the older twin, so he has the birthright. Also, Esau is more favored by Isaac. He's He's stronger. He's he's kind of a better man in some ways. Uh, but Esau's big fault is that he doesn't really want to be the leader of the of the Israelite nation. He doesn't want to be in touch with God. So Esau is like this great hunter. He's kind of an athlete. He just wants to kind of do his own thing. Esau does. He goes out and he hunts and he, you know, he does his thing. Uh, Jacob stays at home. And so there's a scene when Esau comes back from from hunting and you know being doing athletic things and he's he's desperately hungry and so he sells his birthright to Jacob for a bowl of lentils that Jacob was was making because again Esau doesn't care about the birthright so Jacob gets it and Esau will come to regret this so Esau goes he grows to be an old man he has a he has a son he has a grandson Job is his grandson and so Jacob uh, Esau is telling Job his grandson, basically what to do, not to make the mistake he made, to be a holy, God-fearing man. And so Job is like this. We read this at the beginning of the book of Job. Uh, Job is very righteous. Um, he's just His holiness is incredible. He really is kind of serving God and, and doing the right thing. But his, his faith is somewhat superficial. He's not really doing it for love. He's doing it more out of fear. He doesn't want to lose like his, his grandfather lost. So Job is tested, tested by Satan. God permits this. God kind of watches as Job now endures this terrible suffering. Um, so Job is, is doing well in his life. He has, he has a large family. He has a lot of property and, and cattle. So he's wealthy and he's healthy. Uh, Satan takes all this away. Uh, so Job loses his family. His family dies tragically. He loses all of his, his money and then he loses health. He's afflicted with these diseases and illnesses. So Job is suffering. Uh, what happens then is Job has these three friends that come to him.
but they're not going to intercede for him to God. They're just going to accuse him. They're going to tell Job, look, this is happening because you're you're really not a good guy. You're being punished for your sins. You're being punished for the sins of your grandfather. And so Job is just like, yeah, my life is terrible. I just, it's a curse. Lord, please take me away. So at the end of the story, God will, will finally intervene and restore Job to his health and his wealth and his family and so forth. But we see what happens when we don't have proper intercessors. So Job's three friends aren't praying to God for him. They're not helping him out. They're just accusing him. And that makes Job's situation worse. Job doesn't come to realization. And also God is distant in in this Old Testament setting. God is watching, but he's not there until the very end to kind of come in and help Job. Job feels very alone. So all this changes with Jesus. Jesus is no longer the distant God watching Satan hurt his his children, but Jesus comes in to this earth and he encounters people to to heal them and to help them. And like like we said, sometimes he comes to us on his own initiative. Sometimes we go to the Lord on, on our initiative like the leper. Sometimes we need to help bring others to Jesus, again, like the mother-in-law in the whole town of Capernaum. This is what St. Paul did. St. Paul was the, the marvelous intercessor. Yeah, he approached Jesus on his own for healing. But look what he's saying here. Look, I have an obligation to preach the gospel. I'm a slave to all. That is, I'm your servant. And I've become all things to all people so that I can help them. I've become a Jew to the Jews. I've become a Greek to the Greeks, whatever. An intellectual, an athlete, whoever I need to be, I'm here for you. So us, like St. Paul, to really pray, to intercede for everyone in our life. And when I say everyone, I don't just mean generically say, oh, I pray for the world. But think of all of those people in your life. And not just the ones who are like suffering greatly. Look, remember, the mother-in-law, she just has a fever. Okay, it's not a huge deal. The, the other people in the town had big problems. Jesus doesn't, I mean, he cares, but he, he's okay dealing with the small issue. So everyone in your life, they might not be suffering great, greatly like Job, but there's something they need. You pray for them. Take them to your heart when you receive the Eucharist next time. Take them to your heart when you, when you go and pray. And then obviously the people that really are suffering, that have cancer or have lost a child, whatever it might be, you pray for them too. God will listen to you because you're his friend and he loves you. Amen.